Ah, uh, yeah, Charlie Pride, y'all. And I believe if we, oh, yes, let me do this. Eric, are you there? Yes. Hello. <laughs> awesome. Howdy. Thank you so much for calling me. And I have to thank Miss Deb for our little technical assistance this evening because this is my first time, Mr. Eric, on uh, having a oh. live interview guest. So, Mine too. That makes two of us. <laughs> awesome. It'll be fun. Uh, this is such a cool project. Uh, we did open up with uh, the Charlie Pride track, Gods, and I wanted to let the power of his voice uh, lead us into this. Uh, if you could tell us about this really, really cool project. You bet. Thank you, Twyla. And yeah, I still get chills every time I hear Mr. Pride reading, performing uh, Gods. It was certainly the most powerful and profound, surreal experience of this, this journey for, for me. Um, and uh, legendary artist and, and um, one of the great sadnesses of, of the past couple of years is that we lost Mr. Pride. So indeed, um, really special that we had a chance to, to work with him and meet him and uh, his legacy is just unbelievable. Uh, but a uh, little bit of background, Twyla, on the project. It's uh, the Alamo bootleg. And it's a multi-volume concept album about specifically the Battle of the Alamo, which was this you know decisive battle in the Texas independence in, in uh, uh, the 1800s. And what we really wanted to investigate was the lesser-known bystanders and defenders that were at the Alamo. For example, uh, I think in a minute we're going to play a song called Me and Angelina, it's written from the perspective of Susanna Dickinson, who survived the Alamo and was one of the few women that were there. Uh, Juan Seguin, who was a commander at the Alamo, uh, we don't know much about his story. We're not told about his stories as much in his grew up in Texas. And wanting to explore that, uh, Moses Rose, a name that I had never heard of, um, he was French. He was in his 60s when he was at the Alamo had been in the Napoleonic Wars. And some of the history of, of that battle, we know from Moses Rose. Um, Joe, who was William Barrett Travis's slave, uh, and much of the history of the Alamo came from, from Joe's sort of testimony. We, we wanted to explore all these parts of that historic battle and this mythical moment in Texas history and kind of unpack it and look at it from a different angle. It's a the project is is that it's looking at it from that different angle uh, through song, and I uh, was blessed to encounter some great musicians that raised their hand, wanted to be involved, and then helped connect us to other great musicians. Uh, Mr. Pride, so Charlie Pride, never in a million years would I be able to work with someone of that stature. But uh, one of the musicians that we worked with, Derek Spigner was a close friend, confidant, uh, touring drummer, music director, worked really closely with Mr. Pride and really helped open doors to, to just put this project in front of him. And, you know, that kind of opened the doors for incredible artists like Jamie Wyatt, whose song we're about to hear, uh, who I'm just a huge fan of. And you know, once Mr. Pride had been involved, that opened doors to some of the new West relationships, uh, Jamie, and then eventually, uh, Trey Privet from Lowe's coast. We'll hear a song, Indiana later. Um, summer Dean, 
you know, the list goes on. It was just a serendipity and uh, a blessing to be able to work with these artists. And I am so proud of what they've done and uh, in realizing this, this vision. And uh, so, so thankful that you're presenting it tonight to your, to your audience. And by the way, I must say, mm-hmm. I, I love the state of Nebraska. <laughs> and one of the reasons, there's several reasons, I love the football team. Uh, but also, uh, I have to say that my favorite all-time album is Nebraska, ah, Bruce Springsteen. Springsteen yes. <laughs> and frankly, a lot, a lot of what I've tried to create uh, as a musician, as an artist, is an attempt at, at doing what Springsteen did in that era and with that album. So uh, it's a great honor. Oh. Well, yeah. Thank you for uh, sending us. Uh, you probably sent it out to everybody, and we just—I just happened to read it. And I got, don't. I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was drawn into the story, and I just—I just, I just this is something folks need to hear about. And of course, uh, the level of artists that you were able to bring into this project is quite impressive. And I—I'm kind of curious myself. Um, you. You know, there's been a lot, so many stories about the Alamo, but they're kind of, it seemed to be like a thumbnail, you know, but you just went like super sharp focus into some specific individuals and folks that uh, maybe historians know about. Um, I can't imagine the number of hours that you had spent uh, researching and digging and where all did you get this information from? It was is it easily accessible? You did, dug what underneath the Alamo? How'd you get this? <laughs> <laughs> it's a great question, and thank you for for pointing that out. And I, I mean, one of the realities, or maybe silver lining of of the pandemic in the, in the past couple of years that all of us have experienced is we all had a lot of time. So. Mm. Um, in some ways, just just the time to dig into this and to answer your question, I, mean, I, I consumed anything and everything that that I could. Um, you know, there, there's the classic stuff like the Juan Tinkle book, Thirteen Days to Glory. Um, there's Exodus from the Alamo. Um, I got my hands on every public document that I could find in public record related to, for example, Davy Crockett's letter. The last song on this first volume is basically the the retelling of the actual letter that Crockett wrote his children um, I think a couple months before the fall of the Alamo and that song is constructed based on that letter and so just you know, the, the Moses Rose's testimony and, and some of the things that, that he had recounted um, Susanna Dickinson's story uh, we, we tried to dig into everything that we possibly could with a specific lens around What's different? What have we not heard? And mm-hmm. you know, growing up in Texas, and I'm a, I'm a proud Texan. I lived in the state my whole life. Lord knows we've we've had our uh, our ups and downs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but but the thing that's beautiful about Texas is that it's uh, it, it's an idea, and it's it's a, it's a really cool idea. And what I found as I researched the Alamo more, the sort of mythological story of, you know, Travis on the horse, the line in the sand, that that can be there, and that's interesting. But what was more interesting to me was 
the story of someone like Juan Seguin, who who is there, and it's kind of a you know in some ways a lose lose for him. Same with Joe, uh, William Travis's slave. Um, the the experience of the the by the way, uh, over a quarter of the Alamo defenders were were Irish, Scots Irish, mm. who had lived their entire lives in you know, a world where, where their freedom was, was attacked. And so they, they were almost like mercenaries trying to try to fight for some idea. Point being, it's this amalgam of cultures and men, women, Tejanos, Texans, Texians, Mexicans, slaves. They're, they're there. And that to us was way more interesting than, than the myth, you know, the truth and, and the, complicated, delicate, narrow truth. Uh, that's more more interesting than the, the broad myth, in, in my opinion. And as I learned more about it and researched more, I, I was really proud of, of that history and more resolved to think that you know, we can do better today. So. Goodness. Ah, well, well done. Uh, and Susan, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Susan specifically uh, has a tie-in to the Me and Angelina song? Yes, yeah. So Susanna Dickinson was married to Almirond, who was a captain at the Alamo defending it, and she had her young daughter, Angelina. And Susanna Dickinson and Angelina Dickinson were were two of just a, a handful of survivors from the Alamo. And so this particular song, which is just beautifully done by Jamie Wyatt, one of the great country artist right now uh, and just an incredible person uh, this song is sung uh, from Susanna's perspective kind of thinking about her daughter and before the fall of the Alamo sort of thinking through gosh couldn't we be somewhere else mm. so that's me and Angelina uh, Jamie White okay here we are y'all Jamie White me and Angelina in a second here we go so lovely. Uh, y'all, that was Jamie White doing me and Angelina off of Alamo bootleg. And we are speaking to the creator of this project that's so impressive. I wanted to uh, spotlight him this evening, Merrick, Mr. Eric Steele. Still with us? Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much, Twyla. Certainly. And I have to ask, like, it never really struck me until I, like, when you have your headphones on and you're, like, really listening, like... <laughs> Those words. Um, did you write all the songs on this? I did. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> uh, that's because you really feel that um, a, kind of a sad desperacy from the mother. Uh, you know. Well, I feel it too. Yeah, that's. Uh, it's you know, <laughs> that's. I think uh, that's. We all. We all uh, have. I think experience some of the loneliness and, and, uh, and, and, uh, desperation at times. So I'm hopefully had some, some, uh, some empathy there in, in the writing. Well, you, you did an, an amazing job. Uh, I think we wanted to also touch on a little bit of the artists, uh, specifically. I think you started to mention that about like once you were able to, uh, work with Mr. Pride, which is still, I'm sure mind blowing for you. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then uh, pulling in others, did that, was that intentional? Did it, did it happen kind of organically? 
you you pick yeah. them and ask them? How did that come about? Yep, it, it's a great question. Um, initially, this I think like some projects started as as a an idea, and I I didn't really ever dream that there'd be these great artists who'd participate. Initially, it was just a, a way to express and explore some things. And when I recorded the original demo tracks of just the music, I did that at a place called Audio Dallas in, uh, in Garland, uh, Texas. And I sought that studio out because it was where, um, I, the, many years ago, uh, Willie Nelson recorded the uh, Redheaded Stranger. Mm-hmm. Uh, it used to be called Autumn Sound. And a man named Paul Osborne, who's just a legend in, in sort of the, the Dallas music, he he kept and preserved that that studio. And, and so when you're in there, um, you you're walking into the sort of hallowed ground where Redheaded Stranger mm-hmm. was was recorded, was tracked and recorded. In the process of being in that space, meeting Paul being introduced to uh, Derek Spigner, Rocky Gribble, Dale Morris Jr., George Anderson, these just incredible um, musicians, they they really enjoyed the project and bought into this idea and the vision. And and Derek Spigner um, introduced me to Charlie Pride, and and uh, Derek had played on, on the, the music and had been kind of music directing some of this and, and said, Mr. Pride, you know, there's something here you should check out. And, um, and so, you know, very surreal moment when we went into Mr. Pride's studio, met him, sat with him and, uh, ultimately, you know, tracked the God's narration. And that opened the door to Jamie Wyatt, to Summer Dean, to Trey Privet of Lowe's Coast, and, and, and on, uh, Janie Fricky, who, uh, just this awesome, you know, country legend. Yes. And she, she has a uh, God's theme, which is later in the, in the first volume, uh, Susanna Dickinson's monologue narrating her observation of the Alamo when it fell. Um, so it, it Mr. Pride, uh, certainly opened the door and Derek Spigner, who was very close with Mr. Pride and, and, uh, is, is a, key partner on this project he helped open those doors very very cool you mentioned uh trey pivot and mm-hmm. uh could you spoke speak to los coast a little bit because i'd like to uh get that uh mm-hmm. wonderful track indiana in here before yes. too long yeah you bet los coast is a really exciting band they're, they're out of austin trey privet uh singer songwriter from that band and um trey and los coast were part of the new west family that Jamie Wyatt is also mm-hmm. part of. And, you know, we, we were able to make an introduction to Trey and talk to him about the project. And two, two of my favorite tracks that we have done uh, are, are Moses Run, which Trey performs in this track you're about to hear, Indiana. And this track specifically uh, is incredibly moving to me. And, and I think Trey took it to a different level in terms of his performance um, and the, the context of this song is Joe uh, who, who this is sung from Joe's perspective Joe was William Barrett Travis's slave at the Alamo and in, and in many ways the, the fall of the Alamo represented a, a 
lose-lose for Joe. And um, it, it's sung from this perspective of the, where do you go? What do you do if every path in front of you is, is loss? And um, Trey does it beautifully here. Uh, Summer Dean is, is on backing vocals with him. And, um, you know, this is Joe's dream of leaving where he is to be in Indiana where perhaps he could be free of the burdens and the reality that he's faced with. Very lovely. Here we are, y'all. Indiana, Los Coast with Trey Pivot. Los Coast, y'all, with Trey Pivot off of Alamo Bootleg, Volume 1. And this is Honky Tonk Heroes here on KZUM Lincoln, KZUMHD. Get our little ID in there right quick. Uh, and we are speaking this evening, a very special segment of Honky Tonk Heroes because we have the creator of Alamo Bootleg, Eric Steele, and I think he's still with us. Yes, thank you, Twyla. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, from the perspective of the slave who, as you said, is a lose-lose um, and sure. hoping for better times. And you have yourself uh, several cuts on this album, correct? Yes, yes I do. And um, I, I, I'm humbled that, that somehow my name is mixed in with the likes of Jamie Wyatt and, and Summer Dean and Trey Privet and Charlie Pride, uh, which is still surreal to say. Um, but uh, I, I do have a couple tracks that, that I perform on um, in addition to, to writing the songs. And this particular one that I think we're going to close out with, Twyla, is a Celtic-inspired tune. So I mentioned earlier that the, about a quarter of the Alamo defenders were Scots-Irish, and there's a traditional Celtic battle hymn called Fog a Balak. And uh, we explored some of the, the translation there, and, and um, I, I created a uh, melody to this, and, and then we, we started to think through what would it have been like in that Celtic battalion, that Irish battalion at the Alamo on the eve of the, the battle, and began to play with this idea of this song, Clear the Way, Fog of Balak, and, and it's kind of a reprise. It shows up later uh, in Crockett's letter, and throughout is kind of a theme in, in the Alamo bootleg. Uh, but, uh, but this is clear the way. Awesome. Uh, that is what we will close out with. And uh, I want to make sure folks know how they can learn more and when we can hear volume two um, and, and uh, <laughs> anything else we want, you would like us to know. Thank you. Um, we have a website, alamobootleg.com. We are on Instagram, just Alamo Bootleg, Facebook, Alamo Bootleg, Twitter, at Alamo Bootleg. We are on all the places that you stream music, Spotify, Pandora, Apple, YouTube, Amazon, everything, all that stuff. And Twyla, I can't comment yet on volume two, but, uh, but, uh, but we've recorded a, a lot of music and, um, there's a whole lot of different uh, things we're excited about. So, okay, we're just going to uh, keep us. Thank you so much 
for the opportunity to, to, to talk with you and play these tunes tonight. Completely my pleasure and honor, and thank you for your time, sir. And what a beautiful piece of work, and I cannot wait. We'll just, be, we'll just sit in suspense until we hear more. Um, thanks again for your time, Eric. Y'all, this thank is uh, Clear the Way, Fog Abolic, Celtic tune that uh, closes our segment with the, um, this is off of Alamo Bootleg. <laughs> 